Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? It's the Twits Odyssey again. We thought we were almost finished. We're clearly not. We're almost at the end. Um, we've just done a day in the life of Roald Dahl in the last episode or two. Um, the next couple of pages is called um, Gobble Funk. And it says, Roald Dahl loved playing around with words and inventing new ones. In the BFG, he gave this strange language and even stranger name, Gobble Funk. Now, I don't think we should get into this because this reminds me of that fucking thing twee swearing where people put fucking twee words in with yeah like, uh, oh, I can't even think of any examples at the minute what was it they fucking cockwomble uh, cockwomble's the fucking prime one isn't it yeah I did a section about it in me getting the seat I remember reading it, it, it but yeah and, you, and you're right about it cockwomble and all that and people are so pleased with themselves when they say it yeah yeah. Like, twat puffing is another one isn't it what twat, pu- twat puffing yeah I Fuck just like you see it on, like, Facebook, and it'll just be someone, they're so pleased with themselves for using it. They always act as if they're the first mm. ever person to have used yeah. it, and they think it's so imaginative. But you can go broader than this, and it's, Roald Dahl is very much responsible for this. And I was thinking this at the weekend, that there's something insufferably twee about just nonsense speak, generally. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, it's so funny, because it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do, you, do you see what I'm getting at? Like people who yeah. talk the sort of nonsense, like nonsense poetry and stuff like that. Yeah, and people yeah. like really laugh their heads off because people are saying words that are silly and don't mm. make any sense. There's something about mm. that that I find slightly irritating and twee. Well, I mean, there's loads of them here: crods, collop, blabber, mm. snitch, horn swaggler, time twiddler. It's the sort of thing you can just imagine Radio 4 listeners like dabbing the corners of their eyes about. <laughs> Splatchwinkle. A, a, a goggler. Do you know what it is? I tell you, the fucking king of this is fucking Boris Johnson. He thinks this shit's hilarious. Yeah, probably. Oh, he's always well, fucking I mean, writing it and saying it. I don't know if he uses words that are real or not off the stuff he says. No, he makes fucking words like, like this and people Does think he... it's one, but people think it's mumbling. Oh, classic Boris. Oh, God. Whoopsie splunkers. He used <laughs> to describe that. something absolutely marvellous. Fuck off. Hornswoggler, a very dangerous creature. <laughs> it's funny, because in real life there's no such thing. Buggles. 
means completely crazy. Splatchwinkle. Splatchwinkle means rushing around in a hurry. Ice docking. That's when you freeze a turd and sodomise someone with it. <laughs> Hang on, what? Hang on, what book was that in? <laughs> One of the dark ones. The adult ones. James and the Giant Peach. <laughs> Uh, fuck that then we'll, rig, we'll, we'll just gloss over that bit and the next page is Roald Dahl says and it's a series of quotes from Roald Dahl so we'll go through them one by one see where we get first one I think probably kindness is my number one attribute in a human being I'll put it before any of the things like courage or bravery or generosity or anything else if you're kind that's it bang <laughs> that, that's all that fucking matters when I meet someone for the first time, obviously I'm taller than them, so I'll go up to them and I'll look down, I'll put my hand on their shoulder, I'll look them in the eye and say, are you kind or what? Are you kind or are you some sort of cunt? Which is it? <laughs> Answer now. And even if they say kind, I don't always believe them. I look deep into their fucking eyes, so I've got a sixth sense for this sort of thing. I, and myself- I don't think you are kind, I think you're a lying cunt. I, myself, I'm not always kind. I didn't say I had to be. I said I like it in other people. I'm quite the cunt when I need to be, but, you know, that's, that's, a, that's, that's why fucking, I'm a success. Yeah, that's just what, if you need to get by in my industry, you need to be a bit of a cunt sometimes, you know? When I and say I, to someone... I make no apologies. I say to someone, are you kind? Basically, what I'm saying to them is, are you a soft touch who I can manipulate? Yeah. So, you know, it works. You might go to um, heaven, I might go to hell, but as long as we're down here on earth, I'm going to have the upper hand on you. And the thing about me is I don't believe in it, so I'm not going anywhere. When you're dead, uh, you're dead. They'll burn me in the bonfire and send me right in it. Listen, let me tell you, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in the fucking afterlife. I don't believe in any of that shit, right? I don't even believe in the existence of a soul. So <laughs> take it or um, leave it. That's why I'm fucking living it up while I fucking can. <laughs> Sometimes I just think that all of this is a fucking dream anyway. So yeah, anything you do doesn't not. have consequence, really. The thing is, at the end of the day, we're all animals. You know, yeah. it's, it's fucking dog eat dog. State of nature, and mate. I'm, and I'm six foot six, so fucking, I'm on top I, of the world, mate. I've met that happen, bro, countless times. Boring cunt. But one thing that we do agree on is that nature is fucking brutal. And I says to him, because I saw him at Tom Stoppard's when he was having one of his drinks parties... And I said, right, Attenborough, I want a word with you. I've seen what these fucking animals have been up to, right, with the lions <laughs> fucking eviscerating the fucking, what do you call them, the springboks and that, right? That's like me. That's like me and lesser authors, isn't it? And he basically said, yeah, that is Rold. That's what I thought of when I was making it. <laughs> this is Rold, I thought. This is Rold to a fucking T. <laughs> Classic Rold, that. So, uh, next quote. I am totally convinced that most grown-ups have completely forgotten what it's like to be a child between the ages of five and ten. I can remember exactly what it was like. I am certain I can. Fucking test me. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Tell me. I'll go back. I can do that thing where I actually regress myself like like them hypnotists do. I can just do do it. I can do it, right? You want me... To be six-year-old Roll now. What's this? Hello, I'm six-year-old Roll. Can I have a biscuit? <laughs> See, I just did that. I was in. 
I had no control over that. It just happened. <laughs> and I can do it for any any stage in my life between five and ten. No problem. <laughs> That's how I come up with the ideas in the book. I effectively interview myself. So I go, five-year-old Roald, hello. Hello. <laughs> what would you like to read a book about? I'd like to read a book about a man who runs a chocolate factory. Good fucking idea. I'm writing that down. <laughs> what else? I want to read a book about a big giant. A big giant? Well, that'd be a bit fucking scary. No, because he'll be friendly. Oh, nice one. I'll write that down. Big friendly giant. Good. Now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> That's how it works. I do market research on my own self. <laughs> on my own regressed persona. That, I suppose it's a gift, yeah. You could call it a gift, but that takes away some of the credit for me because I have learned how to do that. You could knock it, but it's been a success. <laughs> Everyone a hit. <laughs> Bang! James the Giant Peach. <laughs> Bang! George's Marvellous Medicine. <laughs> Bang! Fantastic Mr Fox. All of them. Hits. Hit after hit after hit. And all because of my patented regression... Me, 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 regression me, me. therapy. <laughs> and then he's chucked a controversial one, and after that, he says... Uh, when I first thought about writing the book Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I never originally meant to have children in it at all. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought no one wants to read about fucking kids, do they? Charlie was going to be a fucking dog. <laughs> and a factory weren't even going to be a chocolate one. It was going to be knocking out parts for fucking vacuum cleaners. And it weren't going to be in England. It were going to be one of them fucking ones out in Taiwan where they'd knock it out all cheap. That was what I got the idea from because I was fixing my hoover. And I thought, all these fucking bits, where'd they come from? It came to my attention that they were all being knocked out by these fucking factories out in Taiwan. And I started thinking to myself, what I thought, hang about, I thought it was us that won the fucking war, right? So how come it's all right, lot, making our fucking hoovers for us now? I'm going to write a novel about it, I thought. <laughs> a lot right, of it was but... about the lack of human rights and that out there. I thought, we can't have that. We need to get industry back into Britain. So I thought, I'll have a massive dog. <laughs> and the dog just stamps all over the factory and it kills all the workers. <laughs> but uh, the publisher wasn't into it. <laughs> but... He's making a bit more kid-friendly. He I said, said well, he liked it. was a Tales of the Unexpected episode instead. They said we had got the budget for it. So what oh, I did, a, a lot of me offcuts were put on Tales of the Unexpected, but that one was too pricey. But I might go back to it one of these days. <laughs> I'll see if Quentin Blake can draw it for me. That was a cartoon. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, never originally, I don't know what he fucking originally meant to have. Who was going to be in the factory, just wonker on his own? Was it going to be, was it going to be Roy Kinnear going around, having a look at the factory? Yeah, nah, just, no, I'm not buying nah, that. Well, he just said that. Was that his first book, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory's first gift book? I have a fucking clue. Who, I don't know, don't know what order did them in. I don't know. You'd think it would be in this fucking thing, wouldn't it? I read the book he, he did once. Free. I, when I was what? a kid, I read his memoir of childhood called Boy. Do you remember it? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what they called him. And what I remember was, I can't remember why, I know he's a pilot, I think he was a pilot, wasn't he, in the yeah. in the Second World War. And there was yeah. a bit, and I can't remember whether it was that or whether it was, I think it might have been when he was younger, he made um, some sort of box car, you know, like that you race down hills. And, yeah. he, and he had an accident in it and smashed his own nose off. 
Wow. He lost the end of his nose. Fucking hell. Yeah. Oh, my nose has come off. <laughs> oh, fuck. Where is it? I can't Where is it? <laughs> Quick, everyone, some ice. Everyone, look around on the floor. It'll be here somewhere. We'll sew the cunt back on. I'll keep my hand over the wound while you find it. Fuck me, this is all I need. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love smelling as well. Probably God, my favourite thing. I remember being a kid reading, or we were read a story, and it was about a kid who had one of them boxcars, and I think he fucking died. Well, I'm not surprised. You know, you know when you get read one of them stories when you're a kid that's like oh, really yeah. dark? Yeah. Try and teach you how to deal with death and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think the kid was terminally ill anyway, innit? Oh, I mean, right, so it wasn't anywhere. so bad. Yeah. it was. Uh, let's say it was convenient. Kid. <laughs> Who, who thinks there was a moral to that story? Put your hands up. No? All right, well, I'll tell you what it was then, kids. The thing is, right, you were going to die anyway because they caught his cancer late, right? Very late. It was at an extremely advanced stage. The doctors gave him no fucking hope whatsoever, yeah? So in the end, he's gone out in a blaze of glory and, frankly, that's 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 a better way to go. Fuck yeah, having a painful, slow death. The moral of the story is we're all dying anyway, so just take risks. Yeah. All the time. Uh, like, you know, you see a wall, fucking jump on it. Climb up it, jump on it, jump off it, do what you fucking want, because that's what walls are there for. And you might have cunts and commotions going, oh, you might hurt yourself. Well, you can turn around and go, listen, mate, I might get fucking cancer tomorrow. The thing is, we're all just fucking little dots in the universe. Inconsequential little dots... Grains of fucking um, sand. Who's to say this isn't all a dream anyway? So, you know. Uh, right, that's the bell. Off you go out for playtime. Yeah. And then back in and we'll do some maths. If you're all still alive, that is, because you could easily <laughs> die in the playground. So Get sorts yourselves of risks. out there. Take, take some risks. <clears throat> Get on them big walls. Life's for fucking living. Yeah? That's the school motto. Uh, where are we? Yeah, the made-up fact about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, oh, this is a, this is a good one. Uh, what you want? Another quote? Fucking hell! Uh, <laughs> oh, here's one. Yeah, right. If I had my way, I would remove January from the calendar altogether and have an extra July instead. How's that? Is that all right? <laughs> yeah, that's one of my good theories. I've had that knocking about for a while. In fact, uh, obviously, I've met the Queen a few times, and I always pitch it to her whenever I get the chance. <laughs> but I mean, that dopey cow. I don't know if she's on the fucking happy pills or what, but you come out with good ideas like that and she more or less stares straight through you with a fucking vacant gaze. In fact, I haven't met her for about her. 14 years now. She stopped, she stopped meeting me. Don't know why. The other, think the about other one, it, right? a fella, you know, he's a good bloke. I could I could talk to him for hours on end. He's, he's got, got some, some great fucking views on things, right? He, he's a fellow I like, and I don't like many cunts. In fact, I've said to him, any time you're in the area, come come in the feathers, because the lads would love to see you, right? <laughs> and he said he would, but, you know, he's a, he's a busy man. Fair enough. I don't take it personally. But as for her, uh, no, wasted on her. She's, I, I think she's away with the fucking fairies. I mean, fucking think about it. You go from December to February, and, and then you have, in the summer, July, and then July 2, you call it. Yeah. Brilliant. Can't fail. Or have a 62-day July. Fuck me, imagine that. 
makes no odds to her. Because, of course, as soon as fucking winter kicks in, she's off on her fucking plane to the sunshine anyway. <laughs> um, she's not even aware of human months. She's got her own months. Like, she's got all them fucking birthdays. She's got her own months. <laughs> then, are you talking about human months? <laughs> yeah, that's right. What well, fucking sort of months are they? <laughs> uh, excuse me. An aide takes me saying, Her Royal Highness uh, doesn't use the human calendar. <laughs> what was it she used then? She has her own royal calendar that, that she follows. And her body That's... and eggs evolve according to that. That's why she has two birthdays. <laughs> oh, wow, fucking hell. Well, I mean, she can still take interest in the human calendar, can't she? I'm afraid not, no. She doesn't understand it. <laughs> she denies all knowledge of it. <laughs> if you continue to, to refer to it, she, you will anger her, and she will be forced to use her powers. <laughs> <laughs> she will turn you into a horn swoggler. Yeah, all right. Oh, message, all right, I message, fucking received and understood. <laughs> I don't want to see that. <laughs> I'll keep my trap shot. I'll maybe run it by Philip if he pops by the feathers. <laughs> And then the final quote in that page is, uh, you can write about anything for children as long as you've got humour. Again, it's very fucking vague. He's just knocked that out for this page of quotes. Chuck a couple of fucking jokes in and they will lap any old shite up. You can write about fucking dog porn for kids (laughs) as long as you put a couple of gags in. Yeah, copy out a fucking instruction manual. For a fucking electronic keyboard, right? And and if you chuck a couple of daft words in there and a bit with some cunt falling out of a tree, they'll fucking lap it up, trust me. Um, and then we move on to Roald Dahl's family. Uh, Roald Dahl's father, Harold, was Norwegian. Uh, when he was 14, he had a terrible accident and had to have his left arm amputated. Fucking hell. That's, that's even worse than losing the tip of your nose. Um, but in spite of missing a hand, he always managed to tie his own shoelaces. So that's good. That's a, a positive. I'll tell you what, I've got one hand, but I always tie my own shoelaces. <laughs> Think on. How many hands do you really need? Mm. <laughs> I know plenty of cunts with two hands who can't tie their laces as well as me. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'll take me one hand, thanks very much. Thanks for asking. That makes me better than them cunts. Uh, Roald's mother Sophie was also Norwegian she married Harold in 1911 and they had five children Astri, Alfhild, Roald, Els and Asta Roald was the only boy in a family of sisters Hmm. I wonder if that's significant oh sadly Astri died from appendicitis when she was seven Yeah. fuck I had appendicitis when I was seven Sam did you? Could have been me, yeah. Well, it can get serious very quickly, appendicitis, can't it? Well, it fucking did. I found myself uh 2.30 p.m. one Monday afternoon in school, throwing up all over the desk. Were you in 7 agony? 7 p.m. Agony, doubled up, couldn't walk. I had to walk home past that wall I was talking about in Shiny Row. And you couldn't even and get was, on it? I was double. I did, no, I didn't get on it. I bet you were fucking off. tempted, though, mate. Even well, in yeah. that state. You're like, yeah, oh, I, I can't do it. Just get up this wall. No, I, I can't do it. I must be bad. 
I'll just do a little length of it. No, you and can't. Your mum goes, up again. Your mum goes, how bad is it? How bad's the pain? How bad is it? I fucking put it this way. I couldn't even fucking walk along the wall. <laughs> and you know, nothing stops me from doing that. 7pm that night, I was under the knife. But and I they, did, just, I was they seven, just take so your appendix out, yeah? Just took it out, yeah. Because the, the 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 danger is if it bursts, then it releases it, poison, doesn't it? Yeah, releases poison no. in your bloodstream. Sorry, Mrs. Dawson, well, he's fucked. It. It's it's burst. That's all it, the poison, actually. all the poisons in his body now. So there's nothing we can yeah, do. It's all over. It, all his blood's gone. It's all turned into poison now. He's released. He's it. just got pure poison pumping through his veins. So go in there and say to him. <laughs> say your goodbyes. I hope he's got his affairs in order. I hope we took a lot of risks <laughs> while he was alive. I hope he's done a lot of wall work. Another <laughs> person that can die has barely been on a wall in his life. Has he decided who's getting his football 79 sticker book? <laughs> you know, go and ask him now before the poison takes hold. <laughs> I just need a name. <laughs> if it's someone in this room, point to them. <laughs> Is it one of your mates? Say the name. He can't. Oh, fucking hell. All right, I'll name some of your mates and you nod when I get to the one you want to have them. Oh, fuck, I can't remember any of his mates' names. Just say names, boys' names. Stephen. Callum. Jerry. Gunt. Zemo. Roland. Tucker. (laughs) <laughs> Danny <laughs> Michael Jermaine Tito Gripper Gripper Stetson Is it him? <laughs> Ralph Ralph Mouth oh, Potsy The Fonz Richie Is it Richie Cunningham? <laughs> He's faded This has gone up in the court <laughs> Well this is a legal grey area now <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> uh, 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 legally, that sticker book belongs to... Well, I suppose it belongs to the Crown. It, it reverts. To the state. It reverts to the Crown. It belongs to the Queen, and we cannot touch it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. If only he'd fucking held out a few moments longer. <laughs> now, the amount of admin... I can't say, no, Mrs. Dawson, I know you're upset, but the amount of admin you and all of us have got on our hands now is unbelievable. You think you feel bad now? The pain has only just begun, trust me. I'm His death is the heart. least of your worries. <laughs> this is just the fucking start. <laughs> you are going to be locked in fucking admin hell for years. <laughs> <laughs> disaster and he's the lucky one because he's out of it he's gone he's the luckiest cunt of all of us because he's, he's washed his hands of the whole situation JTF uh. <laughs> 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 dickheads good luck with fucking that sticker album <laughs> so yeah I mean fortunately I survived yeah, and I'm eating a day at the Talentia. This is going all the way to Strasbourg, this, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so poor Astrid died from appendicitis when she was seven, and Rose's father died of a broken heart two months later. Oh, um, no, that's Jesus. awful. 
that's that's brought a, brought a fucking bummer down on the whole thing. Fucking ass. I remember in that book actually, boy, it was there. Were, I remember it having quite a lot of sadness in it. Yeah, we were having a good laugh there about my imaginary death, and we were just yeah, exactly. We felt totally. more. It didn't feel as guilty talking about your no. death, but yeah, and, I do feel bad about talking about Roald Dahl's family deaths. And Roald was only three at the time, so he never really knew his father. So that's very sad. Jalapeno. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Jalapeño. Uh, then there's some more stuff about other family members. Uh, he was close to his sister. Uh, his mother sent his sister to boarding school in Switzerland and his sister ate her train ticket so that she would have to be collected and brought home. <laughs> 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 Fucking power play. Totally, yeah. Fucking hell. Now then, yeah. Elsa, we're going to send you away to a school where you will live and you will never see us until the summer. It's in another country, up a mountain. Up you, off <laughs> you go. Fucking what? I'm fucking eating the ticket. I know. I'm not going there. Well, how are you going to get out of it? Fucking easy. What's this? I'll eat the ticket. Eat, there eat, you go. Eat, eat. <laughs> Don't go back now. Tickets, the ticket bloke comes round. Tickets, please. Yeah, I've got oh, a ticket. ticket. It's in my fucking guts. <laughs> so unless you've got oh, a fucking nice x-ray machine, I can't prove it. You can wait for me to shit it out, but it'll be all pulpy by then. <laughs> you're, better off sending, you're better off sending me home, unless you like rifling and, through shit. And, and to be honest, I'm just a kid, so it'll be pretty weird. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's better for all of us. Just fucking cut your losses and send me on the next train home. <laughs> um, Roald himself had five children. Olivia, Tessa, Theo, Ophelia and Lucy. Oh, God, another one died. Olivia died of measles when she was seven, the same age as his eldest sister. Oh, okay, there was so much tragedy off. in the olden days, mate. There was yeah, so much died, tragedy. Yeah. Life was fucking... I tell you what... <clears throat> I mean, this might not be that much help if you're feeling down, but when you do feel down, sometimes you just have to think, we live in the fucking life, of, we live in the land of milk and honey. We do, very much so. 
I mean, we talk yeah. about even in comparison to when we were kids in like the eighties, right? And how yeah. there was a lot of shit then. There's a lot of shit we've got now that we didn't have then. Like I sometimes get up in the morning, go downstairs to make tea, and I think, and I sort of imagine myself. <laughs> this is actually true, but sort of quite funny. Mm. I actually do sometimes imagine myself in like a science fiction film, mm. right? Because you go in. And sometimes I'll say to like the Alexa machine, the, yeah. the Alexa machine, I'll go, yeah, play six music or whatever. Play Radio Four. I want to know what the latest news is. Yeah, right. And um, and it comes alive and plays it. And then you like, you know, you switch your kettle on, which admittedly is not that space age, I suppose, or like the coffee machine, right? Mm. And so you, you, the first thing you do is start pressing loads of automated buttons to make stuff mm-hmm. start coming alive. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, and it feels very sci- like sci-fi. Well, I and when so I was a kid, he- when I was a kid, you'd get up in the morning in the winter, and you'd have to light the fire. You'd yeah. have to put fucking sticks and newspaper and coal and light the fire. Otherwise, you'd be fucking freezing. Freezing. Yeah, yeah. we used to wake up and you'd have the um, the we had a gas fire. We didn't have a coal fire, oh. but. In the south. Yeah, we're quite upmarket. Um, <laughs> but that's all we had. We didn't have central heating. And you, when you mm. woke up, you'd breathe, and there'd be like that cold steam would come out of your mm. mouth. Yeah. And it'd take fucking ages Cold, to heat it? up. Yeah. And and that was like the 80s, like, which is, you know, so we had it. We didn't know we were fucking born. You look just like one generation back, like, and just people were fucking dying left, right, and centre. Fancy dying of the fucking measles. Seems yeah. ridiculous now, doesn't it? Yeah. Different times. Different times. So now we're on to the last section, the very, very last section of this, which is Roald Dahl's writing hut. Quentin Blake's drawn a picture of it. I don't think he's tried very hard. And I don't think that's to scale either, because that's just a fucking shed that you'd pretty keep some gardening tools in. You can't sit in there and write. Fucking hell. Claustrophobic. Mate, did you not see Roald Dahl's puffing passport in your book? Yeah, but I didn't understand the fucking concept of it. I can't understand okay. his writing either. Okay, I'm going to rewind yeah. it because there's some stuff in here that's worth it, right? First oh, of all, all right, then. I was a member of the Puffin Club, right? My dad signed me up to it in one of yeah. his numerous failed attempts to turn me into, like, an intelligent and nice boy, right? Yeah. Um, which I don't blame him for. I just wasn't up to the job. And so I joined it, <laughs> and and I can't remember what you got out of it. They sent you, I think you got, like, a certain... Yeah, you got a badge and all that stuff, and then I think you did get a certain number of books a year or discount on yeah. books, right? But you also got a puffin passport, and I, I've only just remembered this because you, you know, you got to fill it in yourself. Oh, this was tr- this was it, right? Yeah, they're trying to push you towards the puffin club with this. So Roald mm-hmm. does done his own one because kids love having things to fill in about themselves. In fact, the next time my son is bothering me because he's bored and I can't think of anything to do, do you know what I'm yeah. going to do? I'm just going to type out, like, a questionnaire. This. They love questionnaires. They love it, right, yeah. because they're narcissists. Children are narcissists. <laughs> you know it's true that the empathy part of the brain has not yet fully evolved until they're right. through adolescence, right? Yeah. Which is why, you know, when you've got an adolescent child and they think everything's unfair. So you yeah. ask them, like, you've just cooked a fucking meal for them, right, and you've done all the rest of it, and then you just say, can you clear your plate? And they act like... You, you're taking the actual massive piss, right? Mm-hmm. That's because, like, 
they don't the, the the part that your brain that produces empathy serum, right? <laughs> It's not fucking. It's not fucking fully evolved, and that's why when they're teenagers, right. in particular, they're fucking nightmare. But anyway, they're not so children are like narcissists. The questionnaires all, children all the are narcissists. Give them a questionnaire. They're fucking delighted, right? Yeah, yeah. And Roald Dahl's like, yeah, I'll fucking do it. Um, autograph. They love doing autographs as well, kids. That's another good yeah. thing. To you go, like, oh, I'm bored, and you're busy. I'm fucking watching the snooker. Find something to do, right? Oh, I haven't got anything to do. All right, look, I've got a fucking challenge for you. Do your autograph a thousand times on this piece of paper. They'll <laughs> go, challenge. all right. They'll go, all right. Yeah, I'll do it. So I'll he's pretend done that. I'm famous. Yeah, birthday, blah, blah, blah. 1916, he was born. Colour of eyes, blue. No, blue, grey. Put blue, grey. Blue sounds a bit too straightforward. Mine are bluey, grey. Colour <laughs> of hair. No for fuck's sake. Colour of hair, greyish. Special virtue, right? I've got a good one for this. But never satisfied with what I've done. That's like a way of him saying, I'm a fucking perfectionist. <laughs> Special vice. Cunt. Special <laughs> vice. He's written, drinking. Drinking. And I don't mean fucking orange squash either, kids. I don't mean fucking lemon barley water. I mean proper drinking. Hard liquor. Man's drinking. Lunchtime gin. Drinking to help you forget. Originally, he'd written Drinking to Forget, but then the publisher had dropped that out. <laughs> Favourite colour? Easy. Yellow. Next question. <laughs> Same colour as me legal pads <laughs> that I write my books on. Listen to this, right? Favourite food? Caviar. He's actually put <laughs> caviar, the mad cunt. <laughs> fucking obvious, isn't it? Caviar's the best food. How do you know that? Because it's the most fucking expensive. <laughs> and I eat Just it. Just like the helicopter. I eat it for breakfast, lunch and dinner. And the best stuff is my helicopter caviar. I keep a fucking stash of it on there. I eat it till I'm fucking sick. Nothing, sick beat, nothing beats the feeling of flying in your own helicopter, right, over houses, scoffing your fucking face with, with caviar until you can't take any more and you throw up over the people below. All black, <laughs> fishy <laughs> puke. <laughs> you, you try to fly it over a poor area and throw it up over them. Here you go, cunts. There's a little treat for you. <laughs> Fight over this, you cunts. <laughs> yeah, then I watch them. I get I get the pilot to circle it so I can watch what happens next. You, uh, you never know what's going to happen, but always Mr. some sort of chaos ensues. <laughs> Mr. Dahl has vomited some caviar over us again. We are blessed. <laughs> That's it, cunts. Lap it up. <laughs> Favourite no, person- it up, it's still warm. Favourite personality. He's gone, what? What's that supposed to mean? Favourite personality. What's a personality? Not like public figure. TV. Well, I don't fucking know. They're all cunts, aren't they? Just put me wife and kids. I mean, obviously that's a joke, <laughs> but they'll probably pick up on the irony. <laughs> Favourite sound. Easy, piano. Next question. <laughs> Favourite TV programme. The news. <laughs> For the news. <laughs> Only thing I watch. Let's see what these cunts have been up to today. <laughs> Can I put Tales of the Unexpected? No, you can't. Oh, fucking news then. Put the news then. Fucking hell. Right, stick the news on. Let's see what that cunt Dennis Ely's been saying now. <laughs> Favourite <laughs> smell? Bacon frying. Fucking love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Favourite book when young? Mr. Midshipman Easy. I think that's what it says. What mm. the fuck's that? 
If I wasn't an author, I, if I wasn't an author, I'd like to be a doctor, and I could be one as well. <laughs> I just choose not to be. <laughs> I've been made an honorary doctor, so I could doctor anyone I want. And I have had to do it a couple of times to the lads at the Feathers when we've had accidents. I but, might do it when I'm older. I've, I've heard they're going to bring in a rule where you've got to shave the pews of everyone before you inspect them. So <laughs> that I might quite do it appeals then. to me. Quite appeals to me because what one of the things that put me off being a doctor, which, as I, as I said, I could easily have been, uh, <laughs> is I didn't like all the pubes getting in the way. But now that you can, you have, you have a right to shave them off before doing out. And they won't, they won't put me off because I find them quite sickening, actually. <laughs> My most frightening moment. That's a fucking good question, isn't it? I'm going to start yeah. asking that any time I interview someone. Right, what's your most frightening ever moment? Uh, in a hurricane, 1941, RAF. Quite a good answer, to be fair. My funniest moment, being fucking born. Being born. <laughs> I'll tell Hilarious. you what, that is, that's where the fucking joke begins. I fucking came out laughing and I've never fucking stopped. <laughs> Even when my sister died. <laughs> you got to see the fu- you got to see the funny side in everything because if not you go fucking mad I tell you. Motto. My candle <laughs> burns. My yeah, all right. Here you go. Take this down. My candle burns at both ends. It will not last the night. But uh, my toes and my friends, my, my foes. Ah, but are ah, my foes and oh, my friends, it gives a lovely light. There you and go. And that's a message to all those fucking cunts and haters out there, yeah? <laughs> but you can fucking say what you fucking want in your little houses, right? And you can sit there and get all bitter and twisted about me. But old roadie boy here could not give a flying fuck. Living well is the best fucking revenge. <laughs> Suck it up. <laughs> and there's a message to your Kingsley Amoses, <sighs> yeah, your fucking Enid Blytons, and all the other cunts <laughs> who've tried to sabotage me along the way. All the others have tried to take me down for various reasons <laughs> and take various your methods. belts. Enid Blyton, <laughs> I took your belts many years ago, and you're never getting them back. That's my fucking motto. <laughs> Have a look at me fucking candle burning at both fucking ends. Look at my mantelpiece covered in fucking awards. <laughs> <laughs> so then we've got his writing hut. Oh my god, this is almost over. Uh, mm-hmm. Roald Dahl wrote his books in a brick hut, which was built especially for him on the edge of the orchard at Gypsy House, which is where he lived. It was painted white with a yellow front door. Yellow again, favorite mm-hmm. color. Best the colour. door looks like a writing pad to get me in the mood for when I go in there. It's the best get fucking colour. Get me acclimatised for it. His writing hut was full of gadgets. A chair with a hole cut out of the back to prevent pressure on his damaged spine. Ooh, it's got other hell. purposes as well that I will not go into here. But let's just say you can have a lot of fun with a fucking chair that's got a hole in the back. <laughs> Roll, would you like a cushion for your spine? I've had a better idea. Cut a fucking hole in the chair. <laughs> but but surely a, a cushion would, you know... Would fucking help, get it cut. Help the pressure. No, a hole. I need a hole. Need a hole for my back, don't I, dickhead? A writing board of exactly the right thickness, tilted at exactly the right angle. I don't know what that means. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll use a protractor to measure that angle, but the angle's a secret. Get that fucking angle right. 
I don't want to tell any other cunts because other authors will start using the same angle. And it's <laughs> and the tiny old... margins like that that keep me out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> and an old foot, an old suitcase filled with logs for a footrest. Yeah. What's in the suitcase? Um, various things. But what? Um, the logs mainly. It's logs. Logs. Don't, I don't, don't look go- at it. Don't look, but it just—it's just logs. It's just normal. There's nothing logs. weird in there. It's not interesting at all. Just next question. There's definitely not any dog porn in there. <laughs> just some logs. It's fine. His legs were tucked up in a green sleeping bag. Yeah. <laughs> What's weird about that? Yeah. Look, the books fucking sell. Whatever I have to do to knock him out is what I have to do. It's not weird. Fucking, am I supposed to write unless my legs are all tucked up? I've got my legs in a sleeping bag. I've got all of my chair and a fucking suitcase full of dog porn. It I works. Mean, I mean, logs. Logs, yeah. <laughs> he also rigged up a rickety electric fire on two parallel wires on the ceiling and would pull it towards him if his fingers got cold. So he's got electric fire hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> Fuck me. I'm going to uh, hang that up because the heat's not high enough. I need it at a proper height so it goes towards my face. So my face is kept warm. If I get a cold face, I cannot write. <laughs> my legs are all right. They're in the sleeping bag. But if my face goes cold, I'm fucked. Now, Wendy, what I need you to do is find a way of suspending that gas fire at face level. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need some kind of pulley system. Can you set that up for me? Uh, Roald would, wouldn't allow anyone else inside the hut, so it was never cleaned or dusted. Yeah, it's best you don't go in there. In fact, in fact, I'm going to make it mandatory that you can't, okay? Just don't, never go in. Just let's don't say never, in. ever go in there, ever. I'll tell you what's in there if you ever need to know <laughs> for, like, a section in the back of one of the books or something. <laughs> I can. I don't mind telling you. I'll tell you anything about it. But physically, no. I just. We won't go. Into, it's my. Let's just say it's a private space for me. <laughs> the only thing in the hut that was cleaned regularly was the writing board, which Roald had designed and made himself. <clears throat> it was covered in green felt, and Roald used an old clothes brush to sweep off the bits of rubber from all his rubbings out. He simply swept them on the floor, and that was where they stayed. <laughs> yeah, some people might say I'm a fucking pig, but it's my shed. I'll do what I fucking want. I've turned them the down my feathers. Board. Let's just say there's a lot of robbing goes on in that fucking shed. They know what I'm talking about. Quite near the hole. I've, uh, yeah, I've designed a writing board. Yeah, it's fucking rectangle. Uh, green felt on top. Designed it myself. Took me four did, months. Did all the technical drawings. I showed it to a mate of mine who's an architect. He said I could easily be an architect tomorrow without any of the training. Said I had an actual gift for it. <laughs> I might do it later on when I'm older. Or the doctoring. Yeah. Not sure yet. He, he said he'd give me the certificate there and then. He said he'd, he'd write and give his give his blessing to the Royal Architects Federation or whatever it's called. I said, I appreciate it, but no, I'll stick to the writing for just now. You're all right. Yeah, so the, fl- the the floor's covered in all the rubber from the rubbings out. It's also covered in me pubes because I like to shave them off once a week. But uh, don't week. put that in the book. Don't put that in the I, book. I shave my pubes off because it invigorates me and it makes me feel ready to create. It makes me streamlined when I'm trying to write, especially when I'm going backwards and forwards on the chair with the hole in it. 
Uh, and it says the hut stands exactly as Roald left it when he died. With everything set up ready for writing, his cigarette ends are in the ashtray and the waste paper basket is almost full. It's as if he had just popped out for a bit. I wonder why, do you reckon he had something in his will that no one, even after his death, was allowed to go inside the hut? I don't know, has people not been inside the hut since then? Are you not allowed to visit or something like that? I'm sure, well, I mean, that's how they know what's in it, don't they? I'm sure there's, um, people have been in the hut or there's been All right, things when I'm filmed dead, in the hut. you can go in there, but... 15 years know. after I'm dead and not before. You can you can go in there, fine, but you do so at your own risk. If there are things in there that you see that you find upsetting or disturbing or just confuse you, well, you've taken that risk yourself. You are, you are a, a sound mind. There's a lot of asbestos in there as well, so you might have to <laughs> wear one of them masks. I mean, we didn't have to in my the day. There weren't all the health and safety about asbestos. I had never had a problem with it myself, but apparently now you've got to wear masks around it. The interior of the hut and its contents were moved in 2011 to the Roldal Museum and Story Centre in Great Missenden so that visitors <laughs> could see inside. The Roldal, it sounds good until the last line. The Roldal Museum oh, and Storage Centre. Story Centre. Oh, story! I thought it said storage centre. We've got a load of units here, right? <laughs> now, it's really good. Each unit is named after a different Roald Dahl character or book. Um, <laughs> you rent them. We're competitively priced. We, Yeah, people say you're a bit more pricey than big yellow storage. And that's true for most size units. But we do have very good welcome offers there. For the first six months, it's just like maybe £10. <laughs> for the smallest entry-level unit. It does go up after that, but you're buying into a brand. I mean, they said to me, you know, what what are you going to do with your money? You need to invest it so you're going to get a regular return on it. And I thought, bang, storage. That's the future. (laughs) Everyone's got too much stuff. Consumerism's (laughs) gone mad. People's homes are too small for the amount of stuff they're buying. It can only head one way, and that is to a, an explosion in the storage unit market. So the storage <laughs> unit was a gift to me kids, really. <laughs> and it's still thriving today, I'm glad to say, <laughs> because people are stupid. They'll drive halfway across the country to store all their old bits of furniture, you know, boxes full of old magazines and paperwork, that kind of crap, right? They could store old it in their local machines. Big Yellow or their Shergard. Fine, they could but they'd rather have it in a fucking James and the Giant Peach storage unit in Great Missenden. Who knows why? That's <laughs> hey, branding. Not far, not far from where you live, Sam. It's about an hour's drive, I reckon. Yeah? Yeah, I thought Roald I'd Dahl heard Museum. of it. What is it, in like Buckinghamshire or something? Great Missenden, just just north of High Wycombe. Oh, yeah, it's Buckinghamshire, near, I think. Near Amersham. Or Hertfordshire, somewhere around there. Yeah, I might go up there, have a little pipe about. Have a look, report well, back I, you know, you know me, I'm always in need of new storage solutions. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> if you mention you've done these podcasts, you might get a good deal on one. If I'd known, I could have had the fucking Xerox up there all that time. <laughs> and that... Would have been a nicer drive than to fucking Wandsworth. And that, you cunts, is the end of the Twits Odyssey. Ah, oh, lovely stuff. Yeah, I don't know what to do now. Feel well, a bit bereft. Should we tell them what we're going to do next? I think we've already told them, haven't we? It's going to be the uh, the Ripley's Odyssey. Again. Yeah. Each year because, we go uh, back to the Ripley's Odyssey because it's like 
sort of like our Bible in a way. Touchstone, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. you got so to go back to it because the mad thing about Ripley's, believe it or not, is every year there's a whole new set of stuff around this glorious world that makes yeah. you stop and, and say, believe it or not. Wow. Yeah. And believe it or don't believe it. Ourselves, do it's we believe it or do we not? Uh, that's starting next week. So if you haven't had one for Christmas, get yourself a copy now. Yeah. Uh, it might be reduced up the Asda after Christmas. I don't know. I don't know how it works. It's but a tenner on Amazon, but we, we're saying this before Christmas. It might drop. Yeah. You'll be listening to this after Christmas, so the prices might drop. Oh, don't get it. It's up to you. Choose to do this Couldn't however you want. But uh, that's that's what's happening next. Uh, yeah, that's the end of the, the Twitch Odyssey. It's been beautiful. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.